Carlo GAA managers looking forward to getting back out onto the training pitch. Article by Kieran Murphy. The Carlo senior hurling and senior football managers Tom Mullally and Niall Carew have welcomed the announcement that GAA senior inter-county teams can return to collective training from Monday the 19th of April. Neither of them would be drawn on their feelings regarding the Dublin situation, where a number of the All-Ireland Senior Football County team broke the restrictions and were pictured training at a Dublin venue last week. Carew said the Carlow footballers will come back on Tuesday the 19th of April and stressed there was never any question of his players returning earlier than they should have. Lads have been very, very good, training on their own and have respected the restrictions. Before Christmas, we were training in small groups, but we pulled them because if anyone brought the virus home, no training is worth that, and it would have been very hard to live with yourself, he stressed. Needless to say, with less than two weeks to go now, he, the management team and the players are getting itchy feet. Yet players will not be expected to hit the ground running on their return. We are all looking forward to getting back. Lucky enough, they have a great fitness coach in Kieran Nolan. We have talked about it ourselves in the management team. It will be non-contact for at least the first two or three sessions. It will be about just getting used to twisting and turning again. There is a hope the leagues could start in mid-May, but the football league format is going to be different with four teams in each group. Carlow are drawn with Wexford, Waterford and London. It is highly unlikely London will travel to Ireland, so Carlow might have only two games with the top two getting promotion. Again, everything depends on the COVID numbers and the rollout of the vaccine. I could see it getting back to a situation where there might be no supporters. The weather might get better. Training will be well marshalled, Carew predicted. Meanwhile, Tom Mullally, the Carlow hurling manager, voiced similar sentiments as his footballing counterpart. Looking forward to it, he said. You want to see lads and get to know them. Any sports person, and irrespective of sports, getting going and doing something is what we all want. Lads want to keep themselves in order as best they can. Restrictions are fairly severe from a preparation point of view. It is what it is. When restrictions were imposed in 2020, it was hard to see a championship taking place behind closed doors. Yet, both the senior and football championships were played to a conclusion with some hugely memorable moments. Malali is optimistic that with or without the closed doors aspect, there will be plenty of thrills and spills in 2021. We are trying to move things along. We were late starting with late appointments, so it has not been ideal. Not seeing the whites of lads' eyes is difficult, but I am sure it will get going and it will be hell for leather once it gets going. Win or lose, Malali is not a man who feels sorry for himself. There will probably be good parts and bad parts, but that is life. It will be the same for everybody, and we will not be making any excuses, he reasoned. Dublin Affair Leaves a Very Bad Taste in the Mouth Article by Kieran Murphy Last Thursday, the 1st of April, the Irish Independent carried a story on their front page revealing that nine of the Dublin senior football squad took part in an early morning training session the day before. The same day, the Department of Health announced that there had been another 761 positive COVID cases and 18 more people had died from COVID-19. 
by the weekend, those figures had risen to 237,695 cases and 4,715 deaths since the pandemic took hold in Ireland. It is a grim statistic. Being the day that was in it when the story broke about the Dublin illegal training session, there was an element of disbelief. April Fool's Day, fake news, couldn't be true. In the light of the misery which a sizeable minority of the population has suffered, surely a respectable national newspaper wouldn't carry out such a tasteless April Fool's joke. Twitter was all over it with some brave souls going against the tide, pointing out that it was the 1st of April. As the day progressed, what many believed to be an April Fool's joke turned into a real meaty story. The Dublin County Board moved quickly and banned the Dublin manager Desi Farrell for 12 weeks. That in itself is a nonsense. It will have little effect on Dublin's preparations when restrictions are eased. A bit like a player taking one for the team and happy to take a black card to minimise potential damage to the cause. This whole story stinks of blatant disregard by the top senior football team in the country for the Covid restrictions. Herein is an attitude which suggests that those who took part in group training that morning and possibly on other occasions felt that they are above the law. They might just as well have said that six in a row All-Ireland senior football titles is great but we want more and we don't give a hoot what it takes to make it seven. The players could argue they haven't committed any more or any less of a crime than someone who takes off to their holiday home down the country during the pandemic. Not true. Dublin are six in a row All-Ireland football champions. They are revered not just in Dublin but across the country. Some of the names who are reported to have taken part in the session include Brian Fenton, Johnny Cooper, Brian Howard and Cormac Costello. Household names. Like it or not, they have a responsibility and as public figures and the rest of the Dublin panel from 1 down to 29, they have to be seen to do the right thing. Not just part of the time, but all the time. That is the price of fame and they have to live with it. With their profile and the subsequent financial gains which have come their way, they are role models for the rest of us. The book doesn't stop with just the players and the management team. The Inish Falls GAA club, where the session took place, have a case to answer. Why did they allow a group training session to take place on their facility? Surely someone was given the task of opening up, or at least someone had to give a key to a member of the Dublin management team to open up. Who on the Dublin County Board knew what was going on? There is a financial aspect to training. Surely someone had to pay the host club a fee. Then the coach who took the session surely wasn't doing it for nothing. Managers, coaching staff, players don't get paid. They receive expenses. Depending what report you read, there was anything from 9 to 11 players present at the session. Did some of the Dublin panel not turn up because they were not willing to break the restrictions? GAA clubs are locked down all over the country. Bars in the clubhouse, which generate much needed revenue, are closed. Unless there is a walking track on their premises, club gates are bolted. Players run on the roads and work out in their own houses, adhering to guidelines set out by strength and conditioning coaches. It has to be mind-numbingly boring and they must find it hugely difficult to motivate themselves. For most, they are training for three league matches and possibly only one game in the championship. 
Dublin gave a giant two fingers to club players, coaching staff and club officials all over the country. They didn't say it directly, but the implication is that the rules apply to everyone else, but not them. Interestingly, a full squad did not take part in the session. Did some of the Dublin panel refuse to take part? Did others recognise what they were being asked to do, and did they make up an excuse not to be there? So what are the repercussions for Dublin? When the Cork and Down senior footballers were caught training, their respective managers, Ronan McCarthy and Paddy Talley, were handed down 12 and 8-week suspensions respectively. The punishments were light and meant little. Being who they are, and the high visibility they have, there is no way the matter should end with only the suspension of the Dublin manager. Late last year, the government, in good faith, gave the three GAA bodies, the GAA, LGFA and the Camogie Association, a combined total of €41 million. Some of this was to offset the impact the coronavirus had on their organisations. Eaten bread is soon forgotten. By flouting the restrictions, the Dublin senior footballers fail to recognise that the government and GAA have tried to ease the financial implications for the counties during the lockdown. The Dublin senior footballers and their coaching staff have brought the game into disrepute. The GAA must sit down and see what course of action they can take. Call it punishment if you like, but their actions and the type of punishment which have to be meted out must make a statement. They have to send out a loud message that breaking the rules will not be tolerated. It would be naive to suggest Dublin are the only group in the country who have transgressed. Human nature being what it is, there has to be more. A bit like being caught in a speed trap. Others are doing it, but the camera was on you. In 2012, Glasgow Rangers went into administration and had to reapply to get into the Scottish League again. With Dublin's situation, going that far is probably a bit drastic. Yet there is a case to be made for demoting them from the top division of the National League and are playing all their championship games away from home for the rest of the year. Then, perhaps the government could seek to get back some of the Covid grant money which was given to the Dublin County Board. Is there a case to be made for suspending the entire Dublin senior football panel? These are all punishments which should be seriously looked at. After all, the restrictions are there for a reason, and by doing what the footballers did, they are potentially taking the risk of spreading the virus. Apart from the high Covid numbers each day, it has been a bleak last few weeks in the ongoing war against the coronavirus. The beacon and its distribution of spare vaccines, the Dublin footballers. It has been said we are all in this together in the battle against the coronavirus. Really?